0: This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net.
1: You
2: guys don't ever have that moment when you're just sitting around and you're like, I don't think I'm breathing. I need to breathe. (laughs)
0: Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing in Horrors podcast with me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey, guys. And I'm your host, Roberto. Roberto, tonight.
2: Roberto. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nope, nope. That's not okay.
1: Is that uh, culturally inappropriate?
2: <laughs> guys? Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. I feel like the conversion of Laura goes to Yorona. don't you think? Uh, no. Oh, oh my
2: okay. name? Oh, my name is a good Latin American name. Laura.
0: Oh wow. oh wow do you guys hmm. speak spanish no. no Clearly, you just heard me try to pronounce my own name in some type of language it you know was funny <laughs> is,
1: i took i took three years so I, I joked with Lindsay about this. i took three years of spanish and i did fine but i can only remember one sentence
2: um greg yeah i took spanish lessons from fourth grade through college wow <laughs> and i can't speak a goddamn thing
1: really you, mm. not even the basics where's the library where's the bathroom you know this what is the weird thing
2: is i can read it really well mm. but wow. i can't speak it mm. so it's almost like when i'm reading it my brain can translate but my brain can't tell me what to say yeah if that makes it's a weird sense. logical
1: part. like did you watch this movie with english subtitles or did you a spanish Subtitles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I watched English subtitles.
1: Okay. I thought you would try to challenge yourself. That's interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the, the sentence that I can say is, Para ser un buen casador, tiene que which means wow. to be a good hunter, you have to kill. That's the only thing I can say. I was going to say that was pretty, that was pretty sexy. What
2: about sermones centavos, por favor? Oh,
1: there you go. <laughs> you can
2: tell me what that's from. Oh,
1: that's, I know That's that. from my shirt here. This is from <laughs> <Yes>! Disneyland. <laughs> Every ride you get on,
2: <laughs> oh,
0: that's funny. That was pretty good, Laura. That wasn't that bad, you know? Thank yeah, you. okay. All right. Um, so how are you guys doing tonight? You guys doing good? Pretty bueno, good. Bueno, bueno. Wait, oh, we're gonna do this all night. We're gonna do, we're gonna, no, I'm just, uh, I'm we're gonna get in trouble. Bueno. I'm stopping with, bueno. The... okay. Yeah. Wait, uh, was it Alto? I say stop, Alto.
2: Laura, bebe. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. We're, go- we're going down a dangerous road here. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not start this, guys. Come on. <laughs> Greg is, like, the only one that can possibly do anything because he's, like, not white like me and Laura. But uh, me and Laura can't do this. We're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so how's the, how's the gold room tonight? How's it going? Uh, you guys got some good drinks? Is What's Lloyd up to tonight?
2: Lloyd is killing it, man. He always does. Oh, yeah.
1: He's nonstop. It's almost like he's a ghost. <laughs> he has limitless amounts of energy. Yeah. I don't know where he gets his, his, uh, dun, dun, his re-ups. Dun. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd's great. Okay,
0: good. Irreplaceable, I'm, that man. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, as you can tell by our, our, our accents or lack thereof, we're doing uh we're doing La Llorona. <laughs> I can't even say it.
2: <laughs> La Llorona.
0: There you go. 2019. <laughs> film yeah uh, my tongue does not do that sorry uh <laughs> so uh, you know <laughs> let's see what we're uh <laughs> it's gonna be that type of night guys listening uh so uh, let's see what we're wearing tonight do you guys have anything going on do you have anything you wear anything oh
2: yeah later? wait
1: <laughs> oh my, oh, oh, my god <laughs> whoa what is this oh my god that is horrifying Wow. i am
2: dressed as one of the mayan women from this oh. movie and I am wearing a beautiful woven headdress.
1: Wow, wow, That's interesting. What That's is cre- that actually? It looks like a <laughs> like a doily turned into a handkerchief.
2: It's like a scarf type thing, yeah. It's actually oh. quite
1: elegant, except hmm. it's weird. Oh, like yeah. I, when you when you look through it, I can't make out your facial features, which is kind of weird. I know it's actually creepier. Oh, don't do that, Lord. Don't <laughs> get closer to the camera. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's scary. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Uh, What about you, Greg? Are you you wearing anything tonight? You guys anything going on tonight?
1: We're doing the same thing. Here's my, this is my veil. Oh my goodness. It's a traditional veil. (laughs) Traditional? It's traditional. traditional. (laughs) Straight from Guatemala. Yeah. In kindergarten. Yeah. (laughs) It's white. It's got some blue polka dots. Okay. Greg
0: Greg, Greg threw some type of little sheet over his head. So that's what he's wearing. Why are you going to do me like that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry man um i feel
2: yeah, like me- i could also be a gypsy with
0: this
1: thing oh it looks kind of better that way oh uh, yeah let's, let's <laughs> like- better. This one. well no it looks like a lampshade on your head now which is <laughs> i can actually make out your facial features
0: <laughs> i feel like you're going down drag me to hell roots laura that thing's gonna go in your mouth it's gonna go in your mouth soon <laughs> i didn't have
2: this when we did drag me to hell
0: Oh my goodness! Okay, all right, we're, we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic here. Oh my goodness! Jeez! Oh my god! We're okay. we're, all, we're we're all, we're going all over the place tonight. Oh my goodness,
2: Rob! This mm-hmm. is what happens when it takes us an hour and a half to start recording because oh, that's true. lauda bebé alcohol. Okay. Oh, no. oh
0: god! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness this is your fault this is my fault okay all right i'll take the blame for it um yeah for for me i'm not putting anything on my head tonight all i got is a little zoom filter with like a loading bar on the top just because to me this movie was loading for so fucking long um waiting for something to happen uh we'll see if anything happened i don't know we'll see what happens when we get to the movie though but Ouch. uh so let's see what we're drinking tonight laura already said we've been sitting up for an hour laura's already had i don't know how many drinks probably like i don't know siete ocho something like that number of drinks uh laura so uh actually actually it's gonna be greg tonight right it's greg's gonna do greg what's the tonight all right this is greg's idea let me get the drop going here
1: what's in the cups all right greg what are we what are we drinking tonight so our drink is actually a, a Guatemalan summer drink. It's very common in this country. It's called La Cimarona. So the ingredients mm. consist of uh, sparkling water as the base. And it's pretty simple. It's just got some limes, lime juice, um, throw it on some rocks, a little bit of tequila, and some salt to taste it's actually quite tasty it's almost like a margarita yeah and it and it has the color of a of a water it's like a blue watery hue Hmm. which water is a very prevalent theme in this movie as as we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that's
0: true that's true okay good pick greg good pick very tasty
1: um so yeah let's uh let's
0: do let's do real quick a couple of show updates real fast uh we just want to remind everybody listening uh if you please can go rate review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on it really help us out um then we we quickly want to talk about uh website updates um we have our new we talked about last week we have our conjectured rating dvd shelf we have up there right now that has all our aggregate consensus ratings on there We, we update that weekly which is pretty cool um we also have new stuff on the website now though we added host uh bios on there now so there's bios there's pictures of us uh there's an about page that laura wrote i don't know a baba book about us it's so long um
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: nice callback but damn uh, that was good but it's uh it's really cool it's 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 actually a cool story about like how we started the pod and everything and, and the journey and the trip we went on and everything like that so you can read that <laughs> if you want to know more about that We're planning to make Uh, it an actual pop-up book one of these days and put it for sale on the website. That's all you, Greg. Stay tuned. (laughs) That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, We also have our month schedule up there now uh, with like the month we got going on, what's going on every week, the movies we're going to be watching and stuff like that. Uh, We have one thing talking about drinking. We have what's in the cup. We have a drink recipe uh, page now, which I think is super cool. Laura, do you want to describe what that is? You're kind of the one heading that up, right?
2: Yes. So one thing I do before every movie I like to try to Google if there is already like a well-known pairing to the movie we're about to watch like is there some cocktail that has a cute catchy name that fits in perfectly with what we're watching and sometimes I can find some things that we end up kind of taking a variation of and other times we have to come up with it on our own And then we decided, like, we, you know, we come up with these awesome cocktails week after week, and they pair so well with most of our movies. So we wanted to be able to put it all in one place for everyone and share it. And hopefully, if, you know, you want to watch one of these movies that we've already reviewed, you can go to our website and see what we paired it with and make yourself a cocktail. And it just, it really enhances the experience
0: yeah yeah it's it's super cool there's also a link uh beneath the, each picture of the episode it's referencing to so you can click that and it'll take you to that actual episode uh whatever you want to call it a uh, sh- thing where you can download it uh so it's super cool I, I like it you know it's pretty cool to see like all the drinks you've had i mean that, we still don't even have all of them up there it's only like whatever 15 or something like there's been so many it's crazy yeah I know. Uh, we'll, we'll be updating that same thing too weekly something like that maybe throwing new ones up there every once in a while um another thing we have up there is a we have a buy me coffee uh link up there if you guys want to buy us a coffee buy us a drink buy us a shot uh you know maybe buy greg a laptop someday we're working on that uh <laughs> you know we'll work on that <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, and then you guys can check out all that stuff. Like I said, on the webpage, it's a uh, podpagecom conjecturing pod. That's where you go check it out. See all their stuff on there. Uh, you can leave us actually a voicemail on there, which is actually super cool. You know, somebody, yeah. somebody actually left us a voicemail the other day, but it was like, they, I think they clicked it by accident. Cause it was like three seconds of nothing. And it hung up. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I was like, whatever, you know, so How
2: fun though.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it just super brings cool. you back, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so check out our website, see all the cool stuff on there, you know, cause you can contact See what's going on, uh, all that cool stuff. Um, do you guys got any follow-up from last week? we did seven last week. Did you guys do anything? Did you do you throw out all your Amazon boxes?
2: Oh, yeah. The boxes. I don't want to open any boxes, but I feel like um when we when we wrapped that episode, I felt very it just felt very serious. Like it was very, I don't know, it's one of our more serious episodes because obviously the movie is about something extremely dark and serious i don't know how did you guys feel after that i felt very like almost doom and gloom after like i needed to watch disney
1: movies. it's a doom and gloom movie (laughs) there are some movies out there i mean requiem is one house of sand and fog there are some where there are hardly any redeemable qualities in terms Mm -hmm. of you know positive upbeat tone and that's not a knock against the movie in in, no kind of uh i think a a way of praising it by saying they're you know they're not taking the easy way out and putting in something silly uh yeah so yeah but definitely it was um yeah hard to (laughs) to make light of i mean these uh horrific serial murders
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, I, don't so, know. yeah. I,
1: I was I was super jacked after. I was
0: pretty excited. I thought it was pretty fun. I ate some tomato soup. I think last night uh, after we did it, you know, that was pretty fun. I had a couple cans of that just to kind of fit right into the movie. So yeah, not what? bad, not
2: bad. Oh, yeah. spaghettios, you mean?
0: Yeah, spaghettios. I'm sorry, spaghettios. That's true. Yeah. I was I,
2: like, I what are we talking thing.
0: about? Not <laughs> the same thing. Come on, you know. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <That>
2: spaghettios was... <laughs> are literally noodles added to tomato yeah. soup. Yeah, I added true. my own.
0: I added my own noodles. That's why I added my own <laughs> noodles to tomato <laughs> soup. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You're like, I can't live off this shit. That was, the,
0: that was the only one I could reference without being like, oh, my God, I did something horrific last night or the, after we got <laughs> done recording. Yeah, <laughs> they were all really bad. That's the only one. Uh, yeah. OK, cool, cool. So so speaking of this week now, we're doing uh, Laura, how do you pronounce it again?
2: La Llorona.
0: OK, there we go. We're doing that movie this week. Uh, this was a conjecture choice. This was Jess M's pick. Um, yeah. So, Laura, do you want to read uh, why she picked this movie?
2: Yeah, Jess said that she was just super excited about the new Shutter original La Llorona and that it was nominated for a bunch of awards, which it certainly was. I will talk about that later.
0: Yes, yes. Nominated the keyword. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later on. If it's, oh. if it's justified maybe or not, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> my loading bar is still loading. So we're, we haven't done anything yet with that movie. So um, <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's do our horror segment of the week now. Let's do our horror segment of the week. Let me get the drop going here. <laughs> Okay, so we got a horish question this week. Um and it pretty much pertains to the movie. Yeah, you have oh my god, I can't I can't not say this the name of this damn movie And every time. What is it again Laura?
2: La llorona.
0: Yes, there you go. And there's a myth attached to this movie. Uh when you guys want to describe the
1: myth and what's it about a little bit? Yeah, there's a general myth. So La llorona is a Latin American folklore and there are so many different versions the She's also, she's called the weeping woman. She's called the wailer. Um, and there are common threads that you see in a lot of these uh, these stories. Uh, but the gist of it is, you know, it's it's a woman who's single. Then she gets married. Then she becomes heartbroken because her husband becomes a womanizer. And she gets jealous. She goes crazy. And she kills her children. out of uh, anger out of rage out of psychopathy she drowns them in a river um and then she kills herself and out of regret she attempts to enter the underworld and yet she's denied entry until she can find her kids so there she goes roaming the riverbanks looking for her children and um if you're out late at night you may see the la uh there and she may pull you into the water so There's, you know, various versions of the story. You know, I think um, every culture has its version of La Llorona. I I know that in, so my daddy's Filipino. They had uh, a similar demon lady um, who would like, you you know, fly around the town headless at night. And, you know... (laughs) If oh,
2: my you, God. If what? she saw you this and is, she would is, pick
1: you up.
0: This is different than the one you talked about. I forget what episode you said, where she, like, comes out on a tree and she sits on you.
1: Oh, that's a different right. – there, there's a different oh, one. There are different, like, witches. <laughs> so, again, so every culture has kind of its oh boogeyman. And part of it is to Ew. deter children from, you know, playing near the water or, you know, going out late at night. But um, I think there are th- – La Llorona is also a cautionary tale, I think, for, for men and women in different ways. We, we're probably going to talk about that in this movie. But yeah, it's it's sort of a catch-all uh, folklore demon in, in Latin America. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, pretty much. Uh, so the question is pretty much pertaining to folklore, demon spirits, stuff like that. So I had an idea of asking these guys a question of like, if you had to pick one folklory spirit demon to haunt you, which one are you picking and why? So you have to pick one, you know, you have examples, of course, of like Bloody Mary. You have like the woman in white. You have pretty much any other creature from an episode of Supernatural. Uh, if you watch that show, like I do religiously every damn episode of something, you know, he probably is going to haunt you. Um, so do you guys have an idea of what you would pick to be haunted by and probably die, I guess. But uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, Laura?
2: All right. I hate this question because <laughs> I I feel like the questions lately have been like, how do, yeah, exactly. How do you, you want to die? die? You die? Like, yeah. This is like a terrible thing to choose from.
0: Well, Greg finds a way to survive every fucking week. So we'll see well, what he I'm comes gonna up with. I'm going to find a way too. Oh, gonna you're going to pull a a a Greg? You're pulling a Greg right. this week? Oh.
2: Listen, I, I'm an animal lover. And as I think everyone knows by now, I love cats, right? And I found that there is actually a Scottish or Celtic folklore
0: hmm.
2: about a spirit cat. Hmm. Interesting. So hear me out. This is what the cat does. It uh, <laughs> it's an oversized black cat that has like a white patch on its chest, and it's called a cat Sith. And apparently, it Star Wars. it roams. Wait, what? It,
1: it, does it like carry lightsabers around and no. like Star the... Wars to set off people's okay. okay.
2: It roams around at night looking for souls to steal. But here's the thing. It is looking for souls and if there's a recently deceased body that tends to be what it goes for so um the scottish folk would put things out at their funerals to deter this demon cat from stealing the soul of the recently deceased. It would put like catnip out to try to, hey, <laughs> go over there, don't come <laughs> towards us,
1: mm-hmm. right? I love how the cat's choice is like a deceased body or catnip. Catnip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a big cat. It's it's, oh. it's like the size of like a big dog probably. It's a lot, it's okay. a lot of
1: nip. That's Laura, can nip I time. can I correct you on the name though? Because I've heard of this name I, and we talked oh. about me being a, a gamer. It is in a couple of video games that I've played. Mm. It's pronounced cat-she.
2: Oh, cat she, she
1: as in like she, he, cat, not she, not Sith. I don't know how, I mean, that's just letters for you. I don't know how that works. I just know that it's pronounced L- Laura's is like the Samuel Jackson
0: version of it. So he has like a lightsaber, he cusses, and he has a
1: robot. <laughs> yeah, he can, he He's can mace, pull force lightning mace, on mace, you,
0: Mace Windu cat. Yeah, yeah, unless you give him catnip,
1: then oh, yeah, right. then he'll force heal you. He's okay, then yeah, yeah.
2: And so another thing that people did, I'm just just moving on, to to try to deter the cat from coming to steal their soul is they would never light a fire in their fireplace because cats love to curl up next to a nice warm fire. Mm -hmm. And there was even some people who would go as far as putting out a dish of milk because Even though the cat is vicious and it likes to steal any soul it comes across, if you put a dish of milk out in front of your home, it would drink that and then leave you alone. So guess what? It's folklore. It's a spirit. It's a cat. It's Scottish, and I have tons of ways to survive, including putting out a saucer of milk and uh, not lighting a fire and not going to any funerals and just never leaving my house, which I don't do anyway. So,
0: (laughs) so it's it's a quarantine cat. It's going to keep you quarantined. Keep you inside.
1: You are a good cat lover, so I I feel like any cat demon would have a hard time trying to kill you. They'd be like, yeah, but she's cool.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like if you could talk to turkeys, you could talk to a fucking giant cat. I feel like it'd be cool, you know?
2: (laughs) I do have a way with most animals, I will say. Yeah. There's no animal that I've met that hasn't loved me.
0: Yeah. Uh, A Sith, that's a different story. You might die. Uh, But, uh, you know, we'll see.
2: (laughs) Cat, (laughs) she. That's just weird. All right.
0: uh, Okay, so what about you, Greg? Uh, Did you pick uh, anything from a Spielberg film? What do you got?
1: (laughs) I didn't know about the criteria of having. It be something that you would see on Supernatural. You know what I mean? No, I was just
0: making a joke about that. I saying, like, all these things are
1: from Supernatural, more or less. But yeah. (laughs) I was trying to think of American folklore. And sadly, I feel like other countries have the coolest folklore demons we don't yeah. really have cool demons so no. i but i still wanted to go with we, american we just folklore. have real demons we just <laughs> yeah. have real shitty <laughs> we just people. have yeah society yeah and like a and shitty politics past and a really
0: really demonic
1: fucked up past yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i chose uh paul bunyan wait oh my God. wait paul bunyan so paul wait. bunyan a lot of people you know he, he's american folklore he's this giant He's kind of like a kaiju lumberjack. <laughs> kaiju. Oh, I guess. Now
2: Paul big. Bunyan is a kaiju. Oh, he is like a
0: giant, like, man. I, he could fight Godzilla and King Kong. He's like 20,
1: 30 feet tall. And he carries this big axe. He's got oh. a, a big bowl and
2: big as a dinosaur.
0: Okay, still, don't. still
1: different though. Still different, Laura. Still different. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. No, he's towering. So his his folklore is he's carved the Grand Canyon. He creates lakes and rivers with his hands. So we're talking a giant, you know. And you would think, Greg, why would you yeah, want that to haunt you? And I just feel like I have the best chance. And have you guys ever watched um, Attack on Titan? You do know, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. okay well anyway it's an it's a very popular anime where human society fights giants and the cool thing is is they've developed this technology it's called um odm gear omni direct basically you turn into like spider-man where you can like shoot like wires into the trees you've lost laura like five steps ago i think (laughs) she doesn't know any of these words we're saying You become, you can, like, shoot, like, wires into the trees and become as tall as the giants and you fight them. So I'm just thinking if ever we're in a situation where Paul Bunyan terrorizes us, we're going to develop this equipment and I have a a fighting chance. Okay.
0: I feel like there's a better chance of a giant cat attacking us than Paul Bunyan.
2: What? (laughs) Paul Bunyan, Kaiju, Spider-Man. I got
0: it. All right, cool. All right, cool. Laura, she's on board finally now. I guess, uh, yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I don't know how you you came to the terms of like Paul Bunyan is a demon and spirit though. Like he's folklore. I then you he's know folklore, it's so but, it works. But that's like saying so like, like that's that's like saying Robin Hood is is haunting
1: you. Like he's he's not all, because uh, that's folklore. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? You're right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have a backup option if you want me to get into the, or do you want me to stick with Paul Bunyan? I'll take this. <laughs> Laura fell off her
0: chair. She's on the shining <laughs> carpet right now. <laughs> Lloyd's helping her off the carpet. <laughs> Wait,
1: Laura. Right. Well, I, I will give you my, my backup. Okay, you, what's your backup? You, Let's see. You can delete my backup is Mothman. Oh, there you go. I like that better. Sweet. So Mothman, you know, he doesn't really harm you. He just sends you creepy calls talking about chapstick, and maybe you get pink eye <laughs> or something. But you know, you get the you get the sight, you get premonition as an ability, but uh mm-hmm. We lost Laura.
0: I know, she's just gone. I, I think Moth man,
1: the Mothman came and snatched her Oh my
0: goodness, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I like wandered, <laughs> she wandered off into room 237. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, she's back and she has a furry bear head on her head. Oh my goodness, Laura, take that off. What's happening right now? Oh my goodness. Are you okay, Laura? You're back? Nope. <laughs> no, she's not. I don't even know what got her. She just doesn't know what happened. The cat she the got her. You
2: don't know what got me? No, I don't know. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk
1: me? Oh. <laughs> so, Rob dropped it on me with his, uh, his Johnny Appleseed reference. So what did you say, Rob? Uh, uh, Robin, Robin, Hood. Robin Hood.
0: Robin Hood, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah,
0: okay. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> Move on to me now. Okay. All right. <laughs> um I, i'm like the same as greg a little bit i mean mine's actually folklore and, and demon but but i'm i'm the same as you greg level they just like yeah like i went with like a different uh country like 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 mm. japanese has like some crazy freaking shit mm. you know and i i'm definitely like you said i'm not surviving i'm not trying to survive i just wanted to have the most fucked up death i think so i went with this japanese like folklore woman I don't even know how to pronounce it, to be honest with you. I think it's like like Tiki or tikiti or something like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how it's pronounced, I think, but uh, I don't, I'm not sure exactly. But it says, Uh-oh. so this is a it's a ghost of a young woman or, or a schoolgirl who fell on a railway line, uh, which resulted in her body being cut in half by the train.
2: Oh, my God.
0: She, <laughs> she, she is an Orino or, you know, or something like that, or a... A vengeful spirit who lurks around urban areas and train stations at night. Since she no longer has lower extremities, she travels on either her hands or elbows, dragging her upper torso and making a scratching or tiki tiki-like oh, sound. Geez. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> if Rob, she, you want to be haunted by
0: this? If, if she encounters a potential victim, she will chase them and slice them in half at the torso with a, a, a blade or weapon of her choice like, <laughs> that's,
1: that is what? the most disgusting rob i'm taking my that's chances a... <laughs> with paul bunyan are you insane yeah. that's what, what i that's what
0: I, no i'm saying like i'm dying either way i'm gonna go out the most uh, craziest way that i'm gonna go out because i i read the smells like that's insane and I already got visuals in my head of, like, her, like, coming after me, like, like pulling herself on the floor. It, it's super fucked up. Hey, yeah, yeah. you
2: telling me this is a million times scarier <laughs> than the movie we just watched.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, all right. Well, good good choices, you guys. Good choices. You know, you guys tried to do cop-outs, and I went horrific death. Uh, Yes, yeah, so if anybody wants to email us in. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yes?
2: Greg wants to get- <laughs>
0: Laura can't even get it out. <laughs> <You're milked. laughs> what Laura?
2: <laughs> we all win because of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was all worth it.
0: Oh yeah. So if anybody wants to email us in, let us know what folklore uh <laughs> creature, demon, nipple creature uh they would pick to kill them. <laughs> they can email us at conjecture conjecturing pod at gmail or twitter instagram at conjecturing pod uh so let's get to the movie now let's get to the movie this week speaking of nipples you know there's boners in this movie uh so let's just let's just go in with that so uh... yeah, can we talk
2: about meet the parents instead
0: <laughs> no no sorry we can't do this Sorry, yeah uh let me pick your pick your poison laura pick your poison uh right. so, so now it's time to let's take a dip let's take a dip in the pool let's jump in the water uh this week nice. and do the movie so uh, uh laura do you want to handle the movie information right now
2: oh yeah uh so we are doing la llorona Rob just threw this on me, yeah, man. I'm tired
0: of asking you to pronounce the name. Might as well you handle it. Go for it.
2: Okay. Uh, this came out in 2019, although I don't think it came to Shutter until this year, right? 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, 2020. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, and director is J-Ro Bustamante.
0: Ooh, there you go. Well, that's pretty accurate.
2: <laughs> we have no information on budget and box office, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I will jump right into interesting facts. So, uh, kind of like Jess M. mentioned, this is up for a few awards here. Uh, the official submission of Guatemala for the Best International Feature Film Category of the 93rd Academy Awards in 2021. Why are you laughing, Greg? <laughs> oh, this is
1: it j Like J-Lo? <laughs> he's, he's, he's Guatemalan. It's it's definitely not j <laughs> You got to throw in Hyro Hi- or something like that.
2: Jairo Bustamante. I'm
1: sorry. Do
2: you want to do it, Greg? No,
0: no, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. We've got like six more names coming up, so I give her okay, a break. Okay, come on. Go for it. Go for it.
2: Okay. First Guatemalan film to ever be nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Foreign Language Film.
0: Mm, interesting. Okay.
2: Okay, here we go. This is the main cast. <sighs> we have Maria Mercedes Caroy as alma sure (laughs) okay uh we have sabrina de la os as natalia
0: wow
2: we have Mm -hmm. uh margarita
0: (laughs) She laura definitely knows how to say margarita she knows how to do that one
2: margarita as carmen we have julio diaz as enrique monteverde we have Maria Tellon as Valeriana. I don't know how to say her name. This is the character, not actress. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ila Ilea Hurtado
0: as Sarah. Okay. Okay. All right, I think I was pretty good. Greg didn't make any comments, so I think you didn't. Yeah. Dialogue. Greg didn't
2: bust up laughing, so that was good.
0: Yeah. 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 There was no J lows or B lows or whatever the hell's going on. Yeah. C <laughs> lows. <Yeah. laughs>
2: <C-lows? laughs>
0: no C lows. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was getting low. Yeah. uh <laughs> So, uh, all right, Laura, you want to do synopsis? Oh God. Okay. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> okay. So this is its own take on an intro story of La Llorona and how she came to be. Um, you know, this movie is about an older uh, general who's a dictator in Guatemala. Who oh, he's, he's is... a
0: dictator. He's a dictator, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And He's <laughs> accused of assisting in the genocide of Mayan people. And he's found not guilty. And because of that, people are rioting. They're protesting in front of his home. Um, And it basically makes it so that he and his family are housebound and cannot leave. And all of the maids and servants of this home have left because they're all horrified. Um, And so, you know, the kind of the one maid that's still standing, she makes a call to her hometown asking for help Um, and a young, mysterious woman comes to help. And uh, like I say, in almost all of my synopses, you know, strange things begin to happen when this mysterious woman arrives. Yeah, let's, I feel uh, like I say that every <laughs>
0: time, but, you know, it's always your ending. That's your, it. Your yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Let's just start with the opening of this movie, the setup, the vibe, uh, kind of like getting into, you know, like what's going on in the beginning of this movie, more or less. Uh, what do you think, Greg, about the opening of this movie? Did you like it? Did it make sense?
1: Uh, what do you think? Well, the the first scene kind of opens with a bunch of women chanting in a room. They're chanting. I don't know if they're chanting, praying, trying to do some kind of protection spell. It's led by the general's wife. She's kind of an older lady. Um, I I thought the weird thing about this scene, it was definitely creepy because they're chanting in another language and it has a very rhythmic cadence to it and it's monotone. And it just it sounds scary, right? It almost sounds Mm -hmm. like uh, they're, they're trying to chant and and protect themselves from something. So it's the vibe is definitely creepy. I thought it was weird that they do this, but then literally for the rest of the movie she doesn't take lead again or really mention (laughs) that chant or anything at all to do with the supernatural element. It's kind of weird. It's just they do this thing right up front um it clearly didn't
0: work so she's not good at it so
1: yeah she she did not ward off the spirits properly um they don't really explain it but it's a cool way to to start it off i mean you so it's just a, a room full of women and then you immediately switch to the room full of men it's just a bunch of old dudes they look like they were in the military they're talking about dressing in you know, a code of conduct and what type of behavioral etiquette to have in preparation for something. We don't really know what it is yet, but they all are just sitting around a room uh, with these. It's like a cold sobering vibe and everybody, you know, then they start to say, well, if the general goes down, we all go down. So, you know, something is is going on. You just don't know what, um, And then after you get past the room of women, then the room of men, then you just kind of zoom out and you realize you're in this giant mansion and you see a lot of servants kind of piling out of the, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting ready to go home for the day. So it just kind of sets it up like there's something going on. They don't really tell you what's going on, but you have you have a mix of the supernatural. You have a mix of the political and the the real. You know that something's going on. These are military people. And then you're in a large kind of spooky looking, you know, Guatemalan mansion. Um, So I don't know. It it doesn't really give you any answers, which is okay with me. I kind of like that.
0: Interesting. What about you, Laura? What do you think like the opening setup of this movie?
2: The opening of this movie felt like a different movie (laughs) than the rest of the movie. Um, And so it it was a good opener in that regard. Um, Yeah, Greg, you described it perfectly. Um, super just unnerving because you don't know what the hell is going on, which it, which is OK. It's kind of nice not knowing and just being scared because you're not knowing what's going to happen. Um, and I, I honestly thought the beginning was probably the scariest part of this film, especially if you move on past the scenes that Greg just outlined. You get to this older couple, you know, laying in the bed and you figure out like, OK, they're the head of the household. But we right. still don't really know the importance of this man and this family. And you hear La Llorona. I mean, this is what we all came to see, right? (laughs) And we hear the wailing and he's freaking out. And there's the whole scene where he's looking around his house at night, trying to figure out where this wailing is coming from. Then he has his gun and (laughs) he almost kills his wife and his like lead maid. Mm -hmm. Um, And, You know, this is the scene where all of the, and I hate to say this, but they call them servants. They're there and they're, they all know what's up. They're like, oh, how close was the wailing? They all Mm -hmm. know the myth about La Llorona. Um, So I thought the beginning was really strong. It was really good. I don't feel like the rest of the movie matched (laughs) it, but I thought the beginning was was.
1: That part, especially well when, when you talk about the, the the housekeepers piecing out after that, yeah. I thought that was kind of powerful because you see that mm-hmm. this is a very wealthy family and they are taking care of their, I guess you could call them servants, r- yeah. really well. They they pay them well. They're the it's a kind of a, not a posh job, but it looks like a nice environment. Everybody no no one's being whipped or anything like that. No. But yet here they are. They're like okay. Well, there's a there's a spiritual presence. We're out. So I thought that was kind of powerful on I me, mean, man. In a mm-hmm. in the situation like that, what could pull you out of your job that you need so badly? And it's you know, <laughs> La Llorona. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for me, like I, I definitely didn't know like anything about this movie going in. Like I, I didn't even put together like what La Llorona actually was. Even like I, like thinking back now, be like, okay, I do know like that folklore, but I didn't think about it watching this movie. So like the opening to me was actually like. I mean, yeah, kind of creepy, but, but it's interesting. Like when, when, I feel like when you watch a horror movie, like you're going to watch horror movie. we'll get into later. If it's a horror movie or not, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But, but when you go into watch, like, you know, you're watching a horror movie, like, yeah. you know, like jump scares are going to be here. Something's going to be creepy. Something's going to jump out. So like every time there's like a scene where this old man is like walking through the darkness, like you're on edge because yeah. you're like, Oh my God, like what's going to get him. What's going to jump out. But th- I feel like it's constantly through this movie, like that feeling, but then nothing ever fucking happens.
2: It's loading.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's loading. Like, yeah, it's my, my buffer is loading this whole fucking movie <laughs> and it never actually fucking finishes. So, like, it's just so weird that the opening, like you said, Laura, it's really good in setting up like things. But but through the movie without any payoffs, looking back, you're like it's it's kind of useless of an opening. Now you know mm-hmm. it's it's very odd. You know I don't I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean beyond that, like we, we talked about, like uh, they reveal kind of more about the general. Who he is, he's on trial for genocide, you know, for killing a bunch of, uh, of people, a bunch of, I don't know what they actually called them, like natives. I think they called them in the movie um, that lived up in a river. And he was the general that had military and this and that. And, you know, uh, but I actually did find the courtroom scene actually really good. Actually, one thing I, I spotted out was I, I thought it was really, I don't know, cool is the right word. But um, every time this one woman was testifying and she had a translator And every time she would go to say her spiel, there'd be like a couple second pause before the translator says what she's going to say. And it's usually something horrific, you know, being talking about what happened to her and, and her time there and everything. And, and I felt like that, like, three seconds of waiting to be like what did she say like i was like on edge every time to be like oh my goodness like what is she gonna yeah. say so i feel like that was really cool of a scene of like building that anxiety in that delay of a translation i thought it was really cool because you wouldn't get that in a normal speaking movie she would just be telling you what's going on and that's it but the fact that she's going like a third party transition uh to talk i thought was actually really cool what did you guys think of like that
1: courtroom scene what do you think greg One thing I loved about it was the way that it was shot. You see uh, three, I don't know, maybe up to like 10 rows of people in the back. And then it just kind of fades into the darkness. And you're really just focused on the the woman that's testifying. There's something very artsy about that shot that I liked. You know, I didn't need to see the courtroom. I didn't need to see the decorative walls or the doors. You know, all you need to see is are, are the people in the courtroom because they're, presumably also victims in in some way of the genocide and you, you kind of focus on them and they're, they're being tuned into this testimony that this woman's giving. And I don't know, it just kind of feels like you're zoned in. I mean, one of my complaints with the movie was that uh, there are a bunch of just long shots that the camera just, you know, lingers. Like, like you guys were talking about that first scene where he gets up out of bed and hears the wailing. Mm Do you know how long it took him to to wake up and just stand up out of bed? Take a guess. I feel like this, feel like this is Greg's thing lately. Yeah, like I love He's been, documenting
0: it. this time. Uh, I'm going to say, just because you're bringing it to our attention, I'm going
1: to say something like nine minutes. <laughs> Come on. no. From the moment the scene starts to him just standing up to investigate La Llorona. It Three minutes. Two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, you won, Laura. Good job. Yeah, which yeah, is an close. eternity in... in, in uh, in film to yeah. me. And then also it, now going back to the scene of uh the the courtroom, it's it's kind of a, a double bladed sided blade to me. Uh, I mean, the, the cool thing is is you're really zoned in on her speaking and, and her testimony, and you're just looking at her face and you're looking at the the sober mood of, of the courtroom, but at the same time, it's four minutes, it's literally four minutes of just looking at this one woman's veiled face with mm-hmm. no change in camera angle or camera shot just just zoned in and the cool thing is is that imagery is isn't it burned into you guys memory yeah there are certain scenes that are just burned into my memory and it's simply due to them lingering way too long and them not changing shots which i think is a a cool feature but i think it's very risky because you i think you run the risk of losing people and people getting bored with with uh the the lack of cuts so it's a delicate balance you know i can't really say in the courtroom scene whether or not they fulfilled it but it was definitely effective
0: yeah because i I made a note too in my notes greg of like the the shots that they did mostly in the beginning of this movie what you're talking about is like yeah they have the still frame shot on a character's face they do in the opening with the chanting woman but what they're doing is they're either zooming out slowly or they're zooming in slowly. And mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Every time there's a scene, it's doing the exact same thing. And the first time in the opening, I thought it was actually really cool when they were zooming out on on the, the you know, the, the mo- mother chanting. And then you reveal that there's other people there. But the more they kept doing it in like back to back to back to back scenes, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is this is too much. Like, why aren't you cutting? You should be like you said, Greg, cutting to a different person, cut to a different angle. Like it it felt weird to do it so much in the beginning. It was just odd. What what do you think, Laura? I didn't
2: notice any of this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Laura had a veil on her head. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I don't have a lot to add. Um, I mean, I did. I still, you know, from what I said from the intro, I also thought the court scene was just really it was really captivating. I th- I think this movie is written really well and yeah. it's like, a, it's a very smart movie, you know? Um, and up until the courtroom scene, I didn't know what the deal was with this guy and what was going on. And the fact that it, the, the little bit of information was being given to me waiting for the translator to translate what this woman was saying um, and like what horrific things had happened and that this guy was on trial for that. I thought was really effective. Um, and yeah, there actually was one shot and it's right when the verdict is not guilty. And I feel like maybe I'm making this up, but I felt like they zoomed in on him and it got kind of dark around the edges mm-hmm. and you just see people, you know, freaking out fully around him. That's when he starts to hyperventilate and mm-hmm. choke and he needs to be seen by a doctor. I thought that was shot incredibly well. Um yeah. Yeah, but, you know, this is kind of, this is where I think the movie stops being scary, period. You know, like, this scene Nine was scary in. for its own reasons. Mm-hmm. Whether we want to call it horror or not, that's another story. But I think that the subject matter, um, you know, what's happening pol- politically, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: like, like gen- genocide is not, like, uh, happy. Right. Uh, no. But that's like, that's like saying Schindler's List is a horror movie. Like yeah. it's a horrific event right. that happened, but I don't wouldn't categorize it as a horror movie. You know what yep. I mean? Um, so, yeah. um, but I, I agree with you, Laura about that, you know, and I agree that that's really when it's kind of stuff. There's some creepy stuff later on, but we'll get into some of that stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about like the characters acting now, kind of the more of the story going through, you know, they're all trapped in this house now. Pretty much. They can't get out. There's a bunch of people outside that are pissed off about the verdict. Of um, course, and uh, all the things like that all the servants are gone Then you have this new woman show up and kind of things start to go a little kooky now um, inside the house a bit. Uh, so when do you guys want to talk about any of the characters acting, you know, a little bit of the story a bit. Uh, what, do, what do you think, Greg?
1: Yeah, I was a, a big fan of uh, Maria Mercedes Coroy. She plays Alma. She plays uh, La she, oh, and. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a really good job. It's when I look at all of the actors and actresses, I think they were, they were okay. Hmm. I feel like a lot of them were very one dimensional and maybe that was intentional um, for a reason that I'm sure we'll get into later. But yeah, I think hers was at least the most compelling because And mysterious. So she kind of comes in. I think it's pretty straightforward that she's lighted on her right off the bat, right? (laughs) She does this thing (laughs) where the creepy stare. Oh she stares like creepily at people, Uh you know.
2: When she was snaking through the crowd, walking up to the house, that was legit. Mm. I thought that was a really cool shot.
0: That was creepier than her just like staring with her big giant eyeballs.
2: I mean, that was creepy too, but yeah. I don't know I just yeah I guess that whole scene was pretty cool too
0: yeah yeah um do you have anything else you want to spot out as far as let's just talk about creepy her let's talk about creepy her for a bit you know because I mean I mean because that's really the the middle of this story is like the things she's doing um you know within the family and stuff like that whether it's with her and the the, whatever the daughter Sarah or a granddaughter mm-hmm. I guess technically um you know things like that some of it I found pretty creepy I mean you have, to me I think the biggest quote-unquote jump scare would be when they're when she's going to sleep and they're in a bunk bed right and, <laughs> and she goes in the top bunk and then next thing you see is like her hair come down. Very grudge. Yeah. And then her right. her like head pops down vertically. And that's the one thing where I was like, and that's what the point in this movie. Where I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to get going creepy now. Let's go. Let's right. go. But then yeah. like, that's that's about it. You know what I mean? But that is a kind of creepy scene. You know, uh, did you guys jump a little bit when her head popped out?
2: No, I just was like, ah. that's weird.
0: <laughs> that's weird. Laura Laura does that on her bunk bed all the time. (laughs) I I was going to ask you, Laura, like speaking of hair, you you clearly, you know, have the longest hair about all of us. What's the longest you've ever grown your hair? Have you ever grown your hair? This girl had like her hair was like down to her, like her calves.
2: Well, but here's the thing. I think she has thinner hair.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a, I have very, very thick hair. And actually a few weeks ago I chopped a ton off. It was literally when wet down all the way down my back.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And it was
2: fucking hell. So (laughs) I don't. uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I like long hair. I think it's beautiful. I think all hair is beautiful, but I just think that you have to be blessed with medium to thin hair if you want it that long, because (laughs) otherwise get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't deal with it.
0: Yeah. So you can't, you can't play with your hair like that and look like all creepy in a bunk bed. You won't do
1: that. (laughs) No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. All right. <laughs> well, she made it look fun. Every time she would d- dunk her head in the water, no. it was like she was playing with a toy, you know. Or when she was blowing the fan through it, it just mm-hmm. looked like fun to her. You're saying that that is
2: that is such a of
1: lie. Reality. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's a okay. lie. No. Uh, None of that even registered to me while I was watching this because I was just like, yeah, this isn't real. <laughs> yeah,
0: me and Greg only know like L'Oreal commercials from the '90s. That's all we know. Uh, in the mix hair <laughs> we know it looks good. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, do spot, shampoo, do you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to spot? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want to spot out any other creepy things? Uh, I guess pseudo. I just say pseudo creepy. Uh, any things that kind of got you a little bit, or any of the story stuff in the middle part of the story of it?
2: Only thing she did that. Put me a little on edge it was just all the scenes where she's putting the daughter's head underwater. Oh, um, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> Trying I don't, to it's yeah, it's really interesting. I actually can hold my breath for a really long time underwater. It's a fun fact about me. My husband, even <laughs> let, me, let me
0: update our website.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, my husband, actually, we've had this discussion a lot. He cannot hold his breath for shit, and he thinks it's insane that I can like really hold my breath <laughs> underwater. He thinks it's Horrifying, but I kind of get it because, as someone who can hold their breath for a long time, anytime I watch a movie where people can hold their breath underwater for a long time, I freak out. I'm like, they are going to drown. And I also don't like drowning. Okay, I know.
0: Does anybody like drowning?
2: <laughs> no, but listen, there's always <laughs> okay. that question what's worse, like burning by fire or oh. drowning? And Everyone across the board is like drowning is painless. Hmm. Burning is hell. You'd always Hmm. pick drowning. I I don't think I do. Drowning Hmm. looks fucking horrifying to me.
1: Laura, I read this book about this guy who was lost at sea for a few days. And right before he was about to get picked up by a ship, he was unable to swim, and he started to drown, and he took on a lot of water. And he said it was actually kind of blissful. He says he, you feel like your insides fill with water, and you just slowly lose consciousness. He says it, it doesn't hurt at all.
2: I know, but that's horrifying. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't well, know.
0: Not, well, not for Aqua. Laura, She can, like, breathe underwater and shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, no. oh, hey, sign me up for that. Actually. Yeah, a little
1: why are you getting freaked out when when you when you find people holding their breath longer than you in movies like are you the bar for breath I don't holding? know.
2: I feel like I then have to take a breath and I just I don't like it. It, okay. it makes me very Okay, can we please
0: address uneasy. the issue or talk about like how the fuck can you breathe your breathe so long underwater? Like why? You're just saying you can, but did somebody train you? Did La Llorona visit you when you were a child? Like what the fuck happened here? <laughs>
2: No, I just feel like anytime as a kid, I'd have these contests, you know, who can mm-hmm. hold their breath the longest, I'd always win. You just always win. And it wasn't even challenging for me. I don't know.
1: Did I this think happen maybe a some lot? people Greg, just... Have you ever had a, can you breathe longer challenge in your life? I feel like I've never done that. I no, I can do it, but I was always told as a kid that it, whenever you hold your breath longer than you should, you start to lose brain cells. Oh so my we, we, we stopped doing it, but I mean, I wonder,
0: oh, that explains a lot now. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so it's going on with Laura. Okay. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> well, you're depriving oxygen to to your brain yeah, i mean that, that you sense, might not eh? otherwise have i don't know that yeah. could just be another folklore tale no
0: that's probably accurate that's you probably guys
1: science. don't
2: ever have that moment when you're just sitting around and you're like i don't think i'm breathing i need to breathe <laughs> and you're like oh, okay like i actually Maybe think Greg's my body does, but not me so are you sad. sure
0: you just you lost so many brain cells you don't even remember how to breathe is that what's going on laura
2: you need
0: some Ray's energy drink. Oh, yeah, you do need some raised energy drink in your life. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me do the ad read real fast. We were talking about Ray's energy drink. Laura needs some, Uh, you know, so Ray's energy drink is one of our sponsors. Laura needs some for her brain cells. Uh, You know, one of the best energy drinks on the market today, an honest product. That's uh, exactly what it's supposed to be. A great tasting energy drink, Uh, zero sugar, no crash, wide flavor variety. Uh, You can get some rays. You can go to uh, rep uh, sports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. You can use our uh, promo code conjecturing for 15% off at checkout. Um, to get Laura a case, maybe they can rebuild her brain cells. Uh, we'll see what happens here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you have any other creepy things, Greg, that the the chick did? You you want to
1: spit out anything, Greg? Well, they don't do much. I mean, a lot of it is very yeah. subtle. It's not like a mystery. It's like within the first scene, you're like, oh, that's La Llorona. That's her. <laughs> yeah, the that's the her. water faucets start turning on automatically when she walks by. I mean, it's not, it's no mystery. The next shot after the bunk bed scene is where you're at the bottom of this tub looking up at her face. She's got the, kind mm-hmm. of the buggy eyes and the hair everywhere. It's really creepy, but then they don't do anything with it. And maybe that was intentional, but um, there are a lot of scenes where you are sitting there wondering if she's just going to turn to this horrific wailing demon and she never does which is no. very interesting
0: yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean let's, let's talk about now uh, uh, like the, some of the what do you want to call them dreams dreams the the dad and the and the grandpa and the lady are having like channeling mm-hmm. her her past i guess i would say you know what i mean like cause i think that's when you're getting the most information uh about you know her past and her history even though she told the little girl like yes i had two kids and they died and this and that you know mm-hmm. um but uh, I thought they were pretty creepy and like, well, not really creepy. It's just horrific events. Like you said, I'm getting yeah. like horror and, and horrific kind of mixed up here a bit. But uh, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: You know, uh, but, but they're pretty effective. And then it's pretty much making the grandma like go insane. Like her eyes are turning like reddish color. She's not sleeping. Mm-hmm. She pisses the bed, you know, all that stuff, you know. <laughs> Um,
1: you know, do when of you guys want to talk about any of those specifics? Uh what do you think, Greg? Yeah, it is really sad to see what happens to the general's wife. So there's a scene right before she starts to have the nightmares that she notices the general kind of ogling, like I don't know, like the the new maid outside. She's kind of like bent over picking up flyers of missing persons out of the pool. And he's just kind of looking over at her from the balcony like a creeper. And <laughs> creeper. It's his wife like the matriarch of this household i feel like is constantly following him throughout this entire movie like he's wandering off and she's going and chasing after him which is so sad and it's like she is the one that's bearing actually a lot of the the misery of this movie you know she starts getting like red eyes as if she's been crying i guess that's part of the la llorona curse in in a sense um there's a scene where she's almost like looking in the mirror at her wrinkles as if mm-hmm. to wonder if she still looks good enough for him, which it's, it's sad because you're sitting there going, why would you even want to be anywhere near this guy? And mm-hmm. she continually defends him, which is, is super sad. And, um, but maybe that's part of the, the movie where she is swayed. So she starts to have these night terrors and, um, and I and what it is is it's Alma La putting these visions in her head. It's not just visions. It's almost like it's it's Alma's own experience. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you find out that she Alma was uh, one of the 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 Mayan natives that was being captured and interrogated. You know, and um, her kids were were murdered. So she's putting these visions in the grandma's head and uh, while she sleeps and she's trying to figure out why she keeps seeing these, these visions.
0: Yeah. Kind of like making her experience what she experienced. Oh yeah. And everything. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What, what do you think about them, Laura? Do you think they're effective for the movie?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's effective. The problem is, is that I knew it was happening to her immediately. Mm-hmm. And at this point in the film, you're already like, like, like you said, Greg, you know, this story alma's la llorona and at, and you know the beginning started off with you just not knowing what was going on and having to kind of pick up the pieces which was great it was exciting and you know the creepy stuff is like yeah it's a little creepy but not not really not enough mm-hmm. at this point point. and she's having these visions and you're like okay yep this is what happened to alma yep okay mm-hmm. It's effective, and at least it gives you some background information. But at this point, I think I was a little disappointed with where the film was going.
0: Okay, okay. Well, let's talk about something that's not boring, and that's the old man boner. Uh, Let's (laughs) talk about that real fast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of my uh might be my favorite scene oh, of the movie because uh, i was not expecting that to happen uh so you have pretty much the the like you said greg said the old man is ogling alma uh <laughs> you know at one point he sees her swimming in the pool at night not creepy you know that's something normal people do you know uh so she gets out of the pool he creepily tip follows her in the dark you know and then she's like in a bathtub like wringing out i think uh, her nightgown or her dress she wore and He's standing at the bathroom doorway, just ogling her, and then he's caught by the by the wife and the daughter, um, not the granddaughter, thank God. Um, and then you know, kind of just is still frame on him, and you look down, and he's got a chubby, you know, he's he's ready to go there. So, what'd you think of that scene, Greg?
1: <laughs> <laughs> In the moment, I didn't know what was happening, but you, what you find out later is that what Liona's is trying to do is is it's not like your traditional folklore tale where she just goes to you and uh drowns you. She's almost torturing him indirectly. She's using black magic to essentially just expose the general for the monster that he is. Whether Mm -hmm. it's you know she kind of like walks around seductively in a sense she kind of has this like a way about her that she's making him gaze at her, you know, she made the the room seem flooded so he would kind of walk in there and find out and look at what's going on and then see her in the in the bathtub. Um, those moments where she's crying at night, making him get up and investigate, or, you know, like we just talked about making the wife have those dreams where she's in the position of all those women and and the mothers who, uh, you know, whose kids were killed in the genocide, um, you know it's it, it's all of these things it's like she's not doing this haunting directly to him she's doing it indirectly through the people around him which was interesting to me and yeah it was kind of a weird scene <laughs> because the thing is is it's almost like everyone keeps absolving him it's like yeah uh, of anything you know they go oh well he's lost his mind he's has alzheimer's no he doesn't have alzheimer's well he's just a man you know he's just being men will be men and it's like you see that's kind of the, the the horrifying aspect of this movie is everyone keeps giving him a pass and they everyone else around the house just bears the the pain and misery I mean the the whole movie it's all these long shots every no one smiles and of course there's nothing to smile about but it's just it's the, you know someone's looking off at an angle and it's like a minute of them just looking in dismay and it's because of this guy. So yeah, I guess like I guess the La Llorona is, is accelerating that process and bringing it to the surface. I mean, at this point in the movie, you start pretty much just finding out also w- what kind of a d bag he is, not just that he goes around creeping, you know, looking at <laughs> his servants bathing, but that he has a pretty dark past. You know, at the military bases, he would, um, I guess, hook up with prostitutes or or what have you, and the word got around. Um, you know, and and there's a lot of stuff. What was it? So his daughter's husband suddenly went missing one day. That was another kind of side story. It's such a, like yeah. a like, why is that even in there? It's such like a weird yeah. thing to be like. Okay, they do
0: enough with it. Yeah, like nothing. I thought something was going to get paid off at one point, but like nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why is that even in this movie? Yeah.
1: You know, there's a few things like that, like, or, you know, his first, his right hand uh, servant, Hmm. he brought her to the house when she was young. So they think that she was the illegitimate child of a woman that he, you know, slept with while he was out on one of his missions.
0: Yeah. No
1: decades ago. So there's essentially, it's a lot of exposition on what a big a-hole this guy is. Yeah. 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 What would be
0: allure? What'd you think of the the boner scene? <laughs> I was shocked. I was like,
2: what? <laughs> I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. No, I, yeah, it, it's just further proves this guy's sleazy and nasty. And I mean, I think at this point we kind of already know that too. So it just, for me, it was like, yeah, this guy's bad news. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he was definitely guilty. <laughs> no question there. <laughs> and, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. It also just didn't, it, it also just didn't fit in the movie though. Like it wasn't that kind of movie. And then all of a well, sudden <laughs> he just has this raging boner Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's kind of standing around almost confused. Like, I don't know what's happening to my body. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's his defense. All right. I'm yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that, my goodness.
2: <laughs> not that old. Apparently. Yeah. Then yeah. his
1: wife tells, Tells the girl, "Don't wear your uniform." She goes, "It looks, it's yeah. too tight." Wear mm. your gown, as if it were his, her, her fault, fault. Yeah, that yeah. you know, he's yeah. he's a creeper,
0: like victim blaming and everything like that. Right, know? like it's her fault that this guy's a creeper. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, let's uh let's talk more. I think about now because I mean, really beyond this or to really the end of the movie, like nothing. That's the one thing about this movie, like really, like you said, like there's so much just exposition and just getting information here and there. Half of it is is useful. Half of it is not. You're you're really just wanting to get to the end of this really slow paced movie that really nothing really mm-hmm. happens here and there of like, OK, how is this going to end? I just want to know the ending now, finally, you know. But yeah. uh, before we get to the end, actually, like, like, let's talk about something that we've actually been kind of hinting at is like, is this even a horror movie? Is it horror? Is it like a political horror? Is it not horror? I mean it's it's literally listed as a drama thriller. So, uh, I mean I mean what do you think, Laura? Like what is this movie?
2: I didn't know it was listed as that. That that's what it is. Drama mm. thriller. I think that that probably is the most accurate. I think like you said politically, it's horrifying what's yeah. happening. Absolutely. But how many other quote unquote politically horrifying movies have you watched and they're not horror movies you know Mm -hmm. um i want to be sensitive to the subject matter because i actually found this movie to be it's a good movie on its own it i thought it was Mm -hmm. a good movie but i was expecting a horror movie
0: yeah
2: and i was expecting a horror movie about la llorona and i feel like i was gypped that's not what i got you know, I don't think that this should be categorized as a horror film at all. I
0: mean, like when you get to like the the end, technically, like they're all ghosts, right? Like they're all spirits, right? So like that technically would like give it like this little leeway to be like, see, like there's ghosts in here. Technically, she's like a demon spirit, guess, but it's but... Just, it, it doesn't go far enough for you to be like, yes, I, I fully agree. It's like,
1: all right, I guess so. You know, it's just what do you think, Greg? I think you could. I think you could make a case that it's technically a horror movie, like you said, uh, Rob. I mean, you got a little bit of a supernatural element. I tend to think recently in a lot of the movies that we've been watching that the the main attribute tying all these movies together to make them a horror movie is the immediacy and threat of death. So if if there's a, a threat mm. on your life, you know. Um, I, I think uh, you know within the span of the movie, that's really what generates like the horror because you're you're fighting against trying to survive in some way, and it's it's weird. I mean, th- I would say most of this movie was not horror; it was just, it was a lot of drama, but because of those small little bits and pieces, you you might technically consider it you know horrorish.
2: I see. I think Greg, if you watch this movie, and it was not about La Llorona, which is a myth. Or fork, fork, floor,
0: fork, <laughs> floor, fork
2: <lore>. fork <laughs> <Fork lore.
0: laughs> <laughs> Those brain cells leaving. Wow! <laughs> hold your breath, Laura. Hold <laughs> your breath. <laughs> no, don't hold your breath. Stop holding your breath, Laura. We need those brain cells. Come on, we need the last at least a couple more years.
2: <laughs> okay, it's not about a story that you've already heard. If this was about something that you had no idea about, you'd never heard it before. It was not a myth that you grew up hearing. I don't think you would even find those elements to be horror. You're, I think you see it as horror because you're familiar with La Llorona. But I even think, as far as the myth goes, this wasn't horrifying if you look at it from her point of view. This was rightful justice. Like this, She wasn't after anyone, but the person mm. who deserved it
1: yeah yeah it mm. wasn't
2: a threat to anybody else meant no one else any harm
1: yeah that's you're right you know mm-hmm. you know what my, my to just to jump on that laura i think my um i'd say my main gripe in in that on that chain of the thought is you know well there doesn't seem to be anything to latch on to it's like you know there's nobody to root for yeah alma comes back and all the ghosts, like you said, all the people, Rob, are, are ghosts just tormenting Enrique. But on one hand, he doesn't look very tormented. I mean, anytime something yeah. happens, he's kind of like, oh, what? I'm just being an old man. What? What? I, I did nothing <laughs> wrong. I mean, except for like hearing and seeing things, like all of the damage and all the turmoil is felt by his family. And mm-hmm. in the end, yeah, you root for these deceased spirits to come back and have revenge on Enrique to be killed. Justice, like you said, right? But to me, it's like, so what? I mean, what What the hell kind of justice is that supposed to be? He's 90 years old. He's ready to die. All of his murdering is behind him. <laughs> like, what's yeah. the point? Why didn't any one of these ghosts come back to life the moment that they were murdered and kill Enrique? <laughs> Why mm-hmm. wait until a whole two-thirds of a population was killed? I mean before they did anything i mean these ghosts don't seem that very uh righteous to me it's just it seems like a giant plot hole for them to show up right when he's about to die anyway you know so to me i just i don't think the ghosts were as heroic as as they're made out to be so Mm. where's the, the horrific aspect of that they're just yeah what are they doing
0: yeah, it's interesting. I mean, quickly, let me just do Rotten Tomatoes real fast because I they kind of like pertain to what you guys are talking about if this movie's horror or not. So, so and, and they're vastly uh, different, which is crazy. So, Rotten Tomatoes, you have a critic score of ninety seven percent. So ninety seven percent critics, which I mean, I think it, I don't know how many critics it was, maybe thirty or something like that. Not a huge amount. Of critics mm. uh, really like this movie. I mean, like, so but this is nominated for a bunch of awards. So, I mean, as a movie itself. Maybe it could be there. But then you have an audience score of 61%. Oh, wow. Which I think is maybe what I'm more round right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but even that, like uh, the 61%, for some reason, like I couldn't even go into Rotten Tomatoes and read reviews of the, of the audience score. Like technically they said that the movie is not released yet. So it would not like release those reviews, which is weird. Mm. So what I had to do was go into IMDb and look at re- negative reviews there to kind of see what people are saying that didn't like or like this movie from like a general public. So I just want to like spot out a couple because I think to me it's very uh, horror, you know, ish that they're talking about, you know, so you have one person here from Los Angeles Times, uh, Carolyn Miranda, that uh, I think she was actually a po- somebody who actually liked this movie positively a critic. And she says, La La Llorona avoids the tropes of horror. Instead, this smart and elegant film feels like a uh, a land guild built of cinematic magical realism where strange things happen. And the real horror lies not in the supernatural, but in the savage acts of men. Well. Which is kind of what we're talking about. Like, it's horrific events. Sure. And she's. She is saying it's a positive because it's not really horror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Crazy. That's not the
2: question. But the question is, is this horror? And she's she's admitting it's not, you know.
0: Yeah. It, there's another one I pulled. Uh, this is from uh, Film Weekly. This is uh, Claudia Pugue. Uh, it says, what I love about this film is the way it blends genres. It has everything you expect in a horror movie, things that go bump in the night, but in the much more sophisticated way. Hmm. So to to me, reading those two reviews, I mean, I don't know anything about these people that are reviewing this movie. I don't think they're horror fans. I think those are two people that are film fans and and watch this movie and liked it as a film. And, you know, it's it's whatever categories is a horror, pseudo horror. So they're like, okay, I can kind of see it. That's the way I take those two. Yeah, I think if you have like a horror fan then I think you have a more of a negative reaction to this movie because you're like, wait, this isn't even horror. Like, why am I liking this? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. There's definitely a sophistication about the movie that you can't deny watching right. it. Right. And I can appreciate that as a film fan. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Rob. Those, the, they're probably like just, you know, movie movie fans more than yeah, horror, yeah because yep. the two the two negatives i have i think are more
0: horror fans and these are just audience reviews one person gave this movie one out of 10 on imdb oh, uh, their title was horror yeah sure a boring drama uh it says uh, if you're a fan of horror skip this it's a real yawner. if they had made this as a straight drama and dropped the pretense of it being a horror movie then i think it would have been a really good movie mm. you know what i mean So, like this whole, there's a whole like, you know, balance of like, just because what this movie is category categorized as, is making you like it or not like it, and that's really crazy, right?
2: That is, it is, but it's true.
0: Yeah, it is true. It is true, and it's almost like you know, you're supposed to go in with a clean slate into a movie and judge a movie on its merit, I believe. But I feel like in this, like, I mean, like, you can know nothing about a movie, but I think going in, you're gonna know what the movie it's supposed to kind of be, you know what I mean? I don't think you go in blind to, you can't go in blind to any movie. You can't go, you can not know any of the plot points or anything, but at least you probably know like the genre at least.
2: You rarely go in blind to a genre. That's really hard to do.
0: That's almost impossible. I don't think you can go in and know absolutely nothing (laughs) unless somebody is like a blindfolding you and being like, sit here and we're going to start something and you're going to watch it. It probably going to be like a snuff film. Geez, like freaking creepy, you know, but... uh, (laughs) But like and so I found it so interesting reading these reviews and that's what I took from reading a lot of them was Mm -hmm. if you went in thinking this is going to be a horror movie and you kind of like like that, then you were you were kind of like disappointed. If you went in maybe with not that assumption thinking like, oh, my God, another horror movie and you're a film critic, you're like, oh, like this is a cool you know, yeah. horror movie for me. You know, so it was interesting. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally agree. All right, yeah, let's just let's just get to the ending then. Let's get to the ending of this movie. Um, one of you guys want to set up the ending? What's happening here? Uh, what what do you think, Laura?
2: I mean, the ending for me is just um you figure out that Alma is La Llorona, and even if you're not familiar with that and you don't really know what that means, um, we see this family struggling because they know that horror is being brought to the general so you know the older woman's husband and you know his daughter and granddaughter they're all really worried about him and the the main maid that's been around this whole time she has mayan roots and has a lot of uh prayers that she uses i guess you'd call it i don't know uh so they all kind of get around and they're They're speaking to the spirit saying like, please uh, leave this family alone. They're innocent. Anything that if you have a problem with the general, like leave us out of it, you know, only do evil upon where evil is due. And because the wife of the general has been experiencing these visions through the whole movie, she then starts to see the vision, which is what exactly happened to Alma and we see her kids being drowned and we see her get shot in the head by the general we all knew it was coming but we finally see it and it's confirmed and in that moment in her vision the wife starts strangling him and then it cuts to what's really happening and she is actually strangling him as her daughter granddaughter and the maid sit and watch and everyone is at peace with this because We know everyone, characters, viewers, we all know the harm that this man has done and he deserved it. And so, you know, Alma is La Llorona and she wins. And I even though I thought the ending was super predictable, like they've spelt this whole thing out for you. um, It it still ends, I think, properly because we want him to get his right. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's that's what he deserved. And that's what she was there to do. And uh, and then after that, actually, at his funeral, we see kind of the next in line, like another general that worked with him. And he enters a public restroom and then starts to hear a woman crying and the bathroom floods and it ends. And you just know, OK, good. She's coming for all of them that were involved. Thank God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think the the actual like what do you want to call it? End credit scene or <laughs> whatever you want to call it from like a, from like a superhero movie is like, I, that's probably my favorite part of this damn movie of being like, oh shit, she's going to keep killing these fools. Like that's, yeah. fucking, that's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. I actually like that. Uh, yeah. Well, Greg, what, what did you think about
1: the actual ending itself? I thought it was poetic. It was cool. But what I thought was really sad, honestly, was it took... La Llorona to enter his the general's wife's dreams and physically put her in her shoes as one of the many people that he murdered for her. She probably wanted to kill her husband decades ago with all the womanizing, you know, you find out early on in the movie that she's i wouldn't say complicit but her daughter asks her did you know about the murders And she tries to say in a roundabout way well this country needs to move on and it's clear that she knows about all the evil things that he does and she but this is you know maybe this is the life of the wife of a dictator you know there's nothing you can do and it's sad that it literally took this vision by putting her in her shoes and showing the general almost just shooting her right in the head and killing her kids. I think that in the vision, she almost felt like those two kids that were being drowned were, were her kids because she had experienced this vision a couple of times. And, you know, in mm-hmm. dreams, it's so visceral. You, you oh. are what you see. Mm-hmm. So she gets up and chokes him. And then in real life, like you said, Rob, she's actually choking him and everyone's kind of like at peace. Yeah, like you said, because they know that he deserved it. It's time for him to go and it's just sad that it's like it, it all feels a little too late too little too late for me i mean mm-hmm. the genocide has already happened i mean ghosts or no ghosts yeah. this general was already on his way out of out of life so he he's already committed the atrocity so i just thought it was kind of sad i mean i was wondering whether the Yorona would, would come after the family and and decide which one of them were also like the bodyguard or anybody else anyone else that she deemed to be uh, complicit in in his crimes but seems like she didn't
0: yeah yeah i don't know for me like like i said i i really like the the after credit scene i like that. the ending to me was kind of like oh, okay I'm like cool that makes sense i just i was like i said from the beginning of this movie i always wanted more of supernatural something of like a ghost of like a demon like so i was really like wanting to get to the end to be like all right they gotta have a big reveal at the end here they got to have a big something like you know the la lorona chick is gonna like fucking turn into like a creature or fucking (laughs) drowned him in the water horrifically or you know i was just i was waiting for like something crazy to happen to be like oh my god yeah this is super cool and horror but like nothing like she doesn't even do it herself which i think might be more fucked up but I, w- I wanted more at this whole fucking movie of something to happen. And even the ending, like didn't give me that what I wanted. So I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Do you guys feel that at all? Like you, you didn't want more through this fucking movie. Oh, I
1: definitely wanted more. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're all in agreement. They're all in agreement. We wanted more. Okay. I right. keep, I keep saying there just, it, there doesn't seem to be much to latch onto. And I don't know, maybe that was part of the part of the intent and in how we directed it. But mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get to our ratings then. Let's see where we're at here. You know, I'm interested to see where Laura is at because, you know, as much as Laura says she wants more, um, it seems like she liked this a lot more than maybe me and Greg. Um, so let's do one to five. Let's do how many runny faucets. How many runny faucets are you giving this movie? Um, I could have did something way worse, but uh, just trying to be good here at the end. Uh, I hear
2: I, my guess was going to be frogs. That's what frogs.
0: I gonna... Yeah, mm, frogs. Right. I thought about that. Yeah, I was going to maybe do boners, but you know, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. We Won't do that. Yeah, we, we've done that for multiple episodes. I think. <laughs> you uh, can't
2: say boners every time. Yeah,
0: we can't do that every time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's do. Let's see, like one to five. You know, how many runny faucets? So let's start with Greg. Let's leave Laura to last. I want to see what Laura's going to go last. Uh, what do you think, Greg?
1: Okay, I just. I just want to throw it out there my maybe my my biggest uh gripe if i didn't already say it is 40 minutes in i just i didn't really care about anybody in this movie you know if if anybody maybe the mom you know she's the nurse she's the one that continually goes around uncovering all the bad things her, her father did but i for whatever reason usually when you f- when you see a victim in a movie don't you guys usually feel some type of empathy and sympathy yeah. for them yeah. i don't know why i didn't feel yeah. it for her did you no, mm-hmm. I, I didn't either. Everybody was just so,
0: like, cold. Like, nobody yeah. had a real, like, big emotion other than, like, the little girl.
1: Yeah. You know? But this is, so this is where I think, I don't know if this is brilliant on the movie's part or what. Like, everyone seems very one-dimensional. Everyone's very non-expressive. But maybe that's the point to depict in that type of life, in that environment, you don't have a choice in how you feel. Mm-hmm. You don't like what's going on? Too bad. The dictator runs things. And yeah. and, and it's sad, but... You know, from a a storytelling aspect, it's very ineffective because there's no one to root for or cheer for. But that's just that's the reality of it. So it's tough. There are things that I didn't like about the movie that I think a lot of people would say give it high marks, and and vice versa. I did like how a lot of the the scenes were shot and how the um, the camera work was done and how some of the the composition of the scene so yeah i i'd say all in all i'd actually give it three hmm. three three running faucets
0: really hmm. yeah interesting interesting okay yeah let, let me go next like said, so we'll save Laura to last here um for for me like like i said I, I just didn't i didn't really like a lot of this movie i always wanted more i always wanted more of something i never fucking got and like you said greg like none of the characters were really relatable or i even cared about anybody to be honest with you and maybe that's some of the point like you said greg like you're really uh, more or less rooting for her to kill people anyway um, but but for me it's just like without that end payoff of something cool happening that would have resurrected a point for me I, I, to me I'm doing a two I'm doing a two out of five if I had something cool at the end I would have maybe done it to a three because I really like endings but this is like eh, whatever yeah. so it's like a mediocre two out of five you know um, so what what do you think Laura where are you going to be at with this
2: yeah it's it's a really tough call because I think I already mentioned this, but I think as a movie in general, like if you told me, hey, there's a, a drama that's <laughs> on right now and it's, you know, it's like a political drama. I, I would think this movie was really well done. I, I thought the subject matter was so fascinating to me. Um, I yeah, I it's so it's it's a tough call, but I did think I was going into a horror movie. And the little knowledge I had on La Llorona is she she kills like she's going to maybe seek revenge on who deserves it, but also take others who don't. And so Mm -hmm. I was expecting just a lot more with that. And I love origin stories, trust me. And like if you find a way to intro someone or intro a, a myth with a brand new backstory, I'm usually pretty into it if it's if it's written well, which this movie was, I think. But yeah, I mean this makes it just seem like oh, Lionel is so sweet, you know, like <laughs> poor woman, like her kid her kids were killed, she was killed and then she went back and got rid of the bad guy. Good for her. It just didn't work. It, <sighs> Yeah, so I was really underwhelmed. I was really bummed out. But like I said, I think this movie is actually really good on its own. So I, I'm like, Greg, I'm giving it a three. Okay, okay. Cool.
0: you know, I can't really argue with it. It, it makes sense. You know, uh, it's just it's just crazy. It's crazy to be like, just because of a classification, or just because going in thinking one thing or the other it completely skews uh, what you think of this movie. It's, it's interesting, you know, um, what do you guys actually real quickly before we get to like the end end here is like, what do you guys actually think about the award buzz? Do you think it's warranted? Well,
2: it's it's being nominated because it, they're touching upon something that's really important, and it's a really ugly subject matter, and it's always good to shed light on some of that. So, I that I get
0: that you get okay, all right. But
2: yes, it, it is not mm. it's not correct on how they classified it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Mm. Uh,
1: you you do kind of have to give them a little bit credit. It's probably a touchy subject for their country because. You know, it's 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 not like something that happened thousands of years ago. It's something that happened in this century or the, the last century. So it's probably, you know, in any kind of country where they've experienced dictatorship, trying to make a movie about that is probably very taboo. So it's creative by making it quasi horror. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get that. As far as the, the award buzz, I, I really have no frame of reference. I mean, it's being nominated for best foreign film. The only way for me to gauge that is by watching the other four uh, other foreign films that were nominated and saying, does this hold a candle to those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess going in, like I didn't like think about the
0: whole really like foreign film. And that's why it's nominated. I thought it was more nominated from like, oh, it's a horror movie and it's nominated. Like, how cool is that for horror? Mm. You know, now we know more about it. We've seen the movie. We're like, it's not really horror. You know, so like I think that changed my whole thing because going in, I was expecting this to be like super creepy, but super well done. And it's like you said, Laura. It's a well done movie, but it's not really creepy. So I'm just kind of like, no. all right, because yeah. I was even thinking of like, like if this got nominated, like how the hell did Baba Duke not get fucking nominated? And that's True. fucking horror and so deep, you know what I mean? So that's why I, that was my whole thing with this of like, how would this and not that? But you get it's not you know Baba Duke. I don't think was a foreign film. It is and this and that. It's foreign film. Oh, technically, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. So what the hell? Why did Baba Duke get nominated?
0: You know what I mean? Like, what well, the, the thing is,
1: I, it, maybe it should have like, but. I think people like, in some sense, exposes, and I think maybe this movie was was sort of that. Like Laura said, shining light on a very dark history. Um, Babadook kind of did the same thing, but more of a. It was on mental health. Though. It was interpersonal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and mental health, which is I don't know, maybe not something like everybody and a whole group of people from a country can relate to yet.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So, so we'll see what happens, you know, if they win the award and this and that, and you know, maybe it'll be warranted. Then, you know, if anybody, yeah, if anybody, watch, you know, listening, watch watched the movie, e- email us in, hit us up Twitter, Instagram, at pod. You can send us any, a freaking voicemail on our, our website, <laughs> you know, like let us, let us know like what you think of this movie. Like, are you in like the 90 percentile of critics that like it? Are you kind of with us maybe around the sixties of like, all right, you know, it's a pretty good movie, but not really horror. I don't know. Uh, cuz i am i'm fascinated cuz it's such a balancing act with this it's so interesting oh yeah 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 so that's a uh, that's pretty much it for the review this week uh, next week we get our very first pick your poison segment this is my pick we're going to be interviewing our boy uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know why i called him a boy but uh you know probably will be he'll probably end up being a homie you know um G- uh, grov jane uh, he's gonna come in <laughs> author of the mirroring uh you know he's gonna be talking about his book this and that uh so that'll be fun it's my dog. How, how's the how are the readings going you guys how's the readings going
1: productive oh i did i discovered a, a function on on itunes books where you can just scroll vertically without having to f- do the flipping page motion Mm. to where it's like just an endless scroll and that's made reading a lot easier
0: nice nice yeah i'm I'm excited to see your guys cliff notes of this you know i haven't had time to read i've been editing and stuff like that uh but uh, i'm excited to do that i'm excited for the interview to see what this guy talks about it's gonna be a fun episode definitely something different than we've never done before so so that's gonna be fun already uh so are you guys excited for next week
2: i am pumped and i will say that if you are a stanley uh Kubrick fan or a shining fan like that you are really gonna enjoy this because uh yeah it's it's gonna be really fascinating I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Minimal, it's gonna be interesting. We'll we'll give we'll say that much, you know. Uh we'll see what happens. But uh yeah. <laughs>
2: Are we gonna have him do our horrorish segment of the week?
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> ask him a horrorish question. We'll we'll play a game with him. <laughs> we'll do we'll do Rodition. we'll do audition. Yeah, we'll have him act out the shining scene where he has to chop down
1: the door. <laughs> oh my god. I just, I, I would love it if if we jumped on the zoom and he was actually in the overlook hotel, like oh, somehow he made yeah. it over there and he's, and he's doing the podcast from oh, there. Oh my goodness. That'd be so yeah. crazy. Oh my God. Wow. You'd
0: we, be haunted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, get, get ready for that next week. It's going to be fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, so remember, uh, we also have conjecture choice coming up in a couple of weeks Now, so keep sending, keep, um, keeping them pics ringing and sending us in, you know, um, <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. you guys haven't listened to our uh, better watch out episode or anniversary <laughs> shows you don't get that reference but uh yeah uh, you can you can contact us uh conjecturing pod at gmail twitter instagram at, at conjecturing pod uh you have our website podpage.com slash conjecturing pod check out all the cool stuff we have on there uh also remember to subscribe rate review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on and check out the slash cast podcast network slash network now actually new website where they got going right now uh, so that's it for the gold room tonight it's been the conjecturing I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember Horus subjective, so conjecture away. Bye bye. Peace. Adi- adios. Is that, no, is that? Oh, adios.
2: Oh, duh. What a missed opportunity that was. You can say it right now. <laughs> I'll
0: cut it in, Laura. Go for it.
2: Adios. <laughs>
1: La, 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 oh my God! Thank you. I have been singing that same thing. It's been stuck in my head.
2: <laughs> la la la, la